this is heavy forecast with Toro. If you are a tennis fanatic or you are trying to become one, this is the podcast to tune into. This is your host, Felipe Acosta, and thank you all for coming back and listening to me one more time in this new project, in this new trip that we are starting together. And for all new listeners, if you haven't listened to my previous episodes, I highly recommend that you go back a couple of weeks to my first couple of episodes where I review matches between Carlos Sacas and Novak Djokovic. I talk about UTS, the Ultimate Tennis Showdown. I also talk about the college tennis experience and many more. But if you want to listen to this one, we're going to be talking about another final between Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic, where they play lights out in the Cincinnati Open final. Before that, I have a couple of live updates. I actually changed my racket to the Pura Aero 98, and you're going to see a video on YouTube with a colleague of mine that he's, uh, he makes really good reviews about rackets. Um, so I'm going to leave the link uh, for Time for Tennis. That's the name of the YouTube channel where we're hitting a couple of balls and we're reviewing the Pure Aero 98 together. And I actually already made the switch. He hasn't made a decision yet about switching rackets, but I already made the switch to the Pure Aero 98. Before that, I had the Classic Aero for over four years. Uh, and it was enough for that racket. The strings were getting so loose. I had to restrain the racket so often, so I had enough of that racket and I just made the switch last week and I'm really happy about it. So anyways, guys, that's the quick update. And yeah, let's jump right into discussing the Cincinnati Open Final. Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic play another final in an ATP event after playing the Wimbledon final about a month ago where Carlos beat him beat Djokovic in the final 6-4 in the third, in the fifth. Now Novak Djokovic took his revenge and beat Carlos Alcaraz 7-6 in the third after a three hour and 50 minute long match. Quite an incredible level. Uh, again, it was a roller coaster. Carlos had a match early on. He didn't pull the trigger. Novak Djokovic had a match and sometimes he didn't pull the trigger and made the match go to the third set tiebreaker. Uh, but anyways, guys, both of these players, they had a great run into the final. Carlos was really struggling in the early matches. He went to the third set against, I believe, Jordan Thompson, Tommy Paul, Porcel, and Horkac. So all his matches, they were four setters. Uh, and last week, he lost against Tommy Paul, and now he beat him again. Uh, he beat him, I think, for the first time, I believe so. Um, I mean, what a way to grind to get into the final of a tournament. And I remember last week I said Carlos was the favorite to win the tournament after being number one in the world and winning Wimby despite not playing his best tennis at Toronto. I thought he was going to pick up his level and play better in Cincinnati, which is what happened. On the other side of the draw, Novak Djokovic was playing super solid. It was a similar setup to the Wimby final because Carlos Alcaraz had tougher matches on the way to the final of Wimbledon, same here in Cincinnati, and Novak Djokovic, I think he lost only one set against Rublev on the way of the Wimbledon final. And here, I don't think he lost a set. I think he had a really tough match against Zverev, 
where Joko beat him 7-6-7-5. But aside from that, I think he beat Taylor Fritz 6-0-6-4 in like maybe like an hour long match. So the guy was really freaking solid. Like he was playing like he is like 25 years old. The way he's moving at 36 is impressive. And and going into this final, I remember I said Carlos is the favorite to win. And I thought Joko was not gonna play a great tournament because he usually doesn't play well in these tournaments on the way to the Grand Slams. He takes he tried to practice his shots and and this guy he played for the majors, right? He's he's trying to make history in the majors. He already has twenty three. So he he cares about the Master One Thousand. Is he he cares because he already has a record of winning thirty nine. But I think he cares about getting his twenty four major. And I think he will make history once he wins his twenty four major because he will have the same as Margaret Court. Yeah, that's is Margaret Court. Yeah, Margaret Court. I think she has twenty four majors, uh, and that's the record both in the men's and the women's open era. So. Yeah, like I said, I think Joko is focusing on the majors, but still, like he he played a great tournament going to this final, and, and I thought he was gonna lose early on, but uh, my mistake, anyways. Um, and this final, they started playing really well. Carlos really stepped it up in the first set. He was not playing great in, in the early matches. He he was really spinning his forehand. He was missing early in the rallies. Um, if you if you see the the matches early on, he was hitting kind of like a like a like a heavy forehand, more like a Rafa style, like hitting a, a forehand over his shoulder and not really hitting through. And the times that he was hitting the ball through, he was actually missing. Uh, so he had to really grind it out and play like solid and wait for his opportunities. He didn't play his classic aggressive tennis that and flashy tennis that he can play, but still he made it into the same eyes. Um, and made it to the finals, and in the finals, both of the players, Jogo continued playing great level, and Carlitos really stepped it up. And that first set was um, both of the players that were holding serve, and then Carlitos had the chance to break uh, in the five ball of the first set, take his break, and and he closed it the first set fairly easy, 7-5, and Djokovic looked so pissed off. He was really pissed off against his uh, team, I think he had Goran Ivanisevic and then um, his physio and two and two personal trainers, uh, fitness his fitness trainers on the on the bench. Uh, but he was really pissed against them. Like he was always um, screaming at them, like like what am I doing here? Why am I missing those easy shots? And also he was complaining about the heat. It was it was really hot in Cincinnati today. Like if you can see the players, they were sweating a lot. So in between the set, he he went to the restroom. He took maybe like a really long break, similar to what happened in Wimbledon actually, and and tried to reset and get going for the second set. But actually, in that second set, he he started playing fairly the, at the same level or worse at the end of the, the first set because he he was still like kind of hung up on that first set where he kind of messed up in that five ball. Um, and Carlos took his chances actually he was up 7-5 he broke really early on the second set and this is where Djokovic started like kind of like overplaying since he was down a set down a break uh, and Carlos holds serve since the 7-5-3-1 of that 
um, in the, that game of serve for Djokovic, he started hitting the ball way bigger. He was serving like a really big first serve and really like pretty fast second serve and then coming into a net from nowhere or maybe ripping the first shot or changing directions really quickly. And that kind of put uh, Carlos like out of control because, you know, Joko is a really consistent player. He can play aggressive, but usually he's a really consistent guy. But in that second set, uh, for him to hold serve, he was um, he was really like going after his shots and coming into the net. And and Carlos, I think he lost his freedom. He was seven five four two up in that second set, and and then because Djokovic was playing kind of fast and he was wasn't putting the ball much in the court. Carlos kind of like stopped moving his feet and start missing really easy shots. Uh, and from 7-5-4-2 in like about eight or nine points, it was for all. And the whole momentum of the match changed. Djokovic from start, he was start, he was limping before, like he was tired, complaining with the physio in early in the second set. And I think he had like, he was trying to drink some Gatorade or something to... Uh, recover some minerals because I think he his pressure was kind of down, so he was complaining with the physio. But after he after he broke again, he was back on the match and it was like nothing happened. It's like I'm ready to go and he was moving side to side like a beast, like he usually does. And and I think he went up five four in that second set, and both the players held serve and went into the breaker. In that breaker was really good level and Joko saved a set point. Oh, sorry, I meant a match point actually. Um, but Carlos didn't actually couldn't didn't play that match point because Joko served really well and hit a big forehand, so he didn't have a chance to win the match at that point. And then Joko wins that second set from nowhere, a six on that on that breaker and. And you can see that he was a better player by then because he was playing way more aggressive, coming into the net more than Carlos. And usually Carlos is a fairly aggressive t- tennis player. Actually, he comes to the net fairly often and he likes hitting drop bodies. But in that second set, I think Joko was the aggressive player. And that momentum carried on into that third set. Um, Djokovic broke early on in that third set. He went up, I believe, 3-2. And then both of the players are like holding serve for two, for three. And it's 5-3 for Joko in the third set. And I said, okay, Joko is going to pull the trigger. He's going to forget about what happened in the Wimbledon final. He's going to tell this 19-year-old kid to to go home and stop bothering him, right? Like he, he already took a final from him. He's not going to take another final from him. And, and he was 5-3. And he had a couple of match points actually for Joko. And Carlos was looking really tired before he this game. And I was listening to the bench. Uh, Ferrero was coaching him throughout the tournament. And Ferrero was like pushing him, like, keep going, Carlos, keep going, Carlos. Uh, keep fighting and keep pushing. And and Carlos just kept pushing. Actually, he saved a match point after like a maybe 15-ball rally and hit an amazing passing shot down the line. And it was uh, it was unbelievable. Djokovic was lift his uh, thump up. And like saying, like, good, we'll play, we'll play. And Carlos held serve. And Choco went on to serve 5 4. 
and he didn't close it out. It was insane. He couldn't close it out. He had a match one and he hit a double fall. And I was like, I thought he was really tight. It's like, what's going on with, with Joko? He usually, he's the, the clutchest player you can see, right? Um, and then he also had, I think, another two match points. But Carlitos played really well. He just like destroyed a ball down the line with the forehand. And from nowhere, like the match is five ball. And the crowd, again, is like going crazy. It's like three hours and 30 minutes already. Both of the players, they're really hot. They're really tired. They are about to cramp. The heat it was pretty insane despite being pretty late. Uh, but both of them continue playing like this long rally. It's like working out the point um, and pushing their bodies to the next level, right? Um, both of the players have served from 6-5 to 6 all, And then on that breaker, Djokovic play really well actually early on Carlos hit a double fault in the first point of the breaker so that kind of like push him behind the score really early and and then Djokovic on that second point he looked like like I said early on like he was 25 years old he was sliding sprinting scrambling making balls and uh, and make Alcaraz really tired and he he missed another shot and he put the score 2-0 for Djokovic and then on the next point, I don't know if you guys go and see the, the rematch, Carlos was cramping his hand. He was about to return and his hand was like bending, like his fist was bending so much. So he was trying to open his wrist so, so he can loosen up, opening his fingers. Um, so if you see when he hits the return on the 2-0, he just kind of like, uh, he like a, with a continental grip and misses really deep because he couldn't like grab his grip properly because the, the guy was cramping, poor guy. Um, but despite that, it was 3-0 for Joko and the guy finds his way back into the match and it's 3-0. So he's like, oh, again, again, Carlos. But Djokovic looked like really composed and despite being really pissed off on that second set, Djokovic like put his head down and, and he was ready to work the point. Um, he stayed on the cross court rallies. He didn't rush. He tried to serve smart. And and Carlos, I think he missed too many returns in the last three points. I think on the four all of the breaker, he misses a really wide, uh, no, like wild, no wide. It was like a deep, he missed a deep forehand return. He hit it clean, but still it's four all. Don't miss a return at that point of the match. Then again, when Jogos serving oh my apologies that was three all on the breaker so then Joko serves five five four up in the breaker and Alcaraz misses our, our return with the backhand slice and then the last point Carlos misses another return so he gave he gave away like maybe three returns on that breaker but still I'm not taking credit away from from Novak Novak he was sticking to his game and he was trying to be consistent and and despite losing four match points like a couple of games ago, he was he was really looking for this match. And he he was really tough mentally. It's the classic Novak Djokovic that you guys all know that he is always relentless and he's always fighting and scrambling and finding a way to win, right? It wasn't it wasn't the previous the some some point on the second set was 
really good tennis and like hitting winners, hitting coming to the net. But that third set was more about who who is gonna be the most solid player, right? Who is gonna stick to the cross course and grind and grind. Of course, hitting like really a good pace. But I think Joko towards the end, he was the most consistent of the two two players. So, anyways, guys, I highly recommend to go and rewatch the match, man. I, I'm gonna do it for sure. Um, I have the tennis channel um, subscription, and then we they record all the matches, and it's gonna be a good segue into the US Open, right? Like having those two matches, the Wimbledon match between Carlos and Joko, and this final again. Uh, I think those uh, matches prior to the US Open. Uh, it's gonna make it even right like both of the players won one of those i think carlos won the most important one but who knows now who is gonna win the um the us open i think maybe joko is the favorite given that in the on hardcore he's really strong he just won cincinnati and and i think he really wants to get his 24 major like i said before uh so we'll see i think i'm gonna do an episode about the the draw about the US Open so stay tuned for that and anyways guys that was great tennis uh, I hope you enjoy watching the Cincinnati Open and let's enjoy these two guys which I hopefully we can have them for two three more years I think Joko is gonna stay around he looks healthy and Carlos is taking him taking care of his body hopefully he, I think he is so we're gonna have many more of these matches and I think the the head-to-head is now 2-0, uh, and it's one for each, right? Like, you remember the first one, Joko won the first one. Uh, no, actually, Carlos won the first one in Madrid, 22. Joko won in the French. Carlos won in the in Wimby, and now Joko in Cincinnati. So, man, they don't want to They want to take a difference. They want to make a difference, a two-lead difference. Um, so, anyways, guys, that was a great tournament, and I hope you enjoyed my quick analysis anyways guys thank you for listening to another episode of heavy forehands with toro i hope you enjoyed this one i did on my end as a reminder i'm gonna tell you to send me your videos while playing tennis so that we can get going with the, the section of toro's tips i already had a couple videos and we're gonna be reviewing the next couple of episodes so Thank you everyone that have sent me your videos already and I'm already preparing my advice for you guys. Uh, also next week, we're going to be discussing PTPA. For the people that don't know, this is a new tennis association that has been growing and growing the last couple of years, especially in this 2023, where they're trying to improve the quality, the, the work environment of the tennis players. So we're going to do a review of this new association. So stay tuned for the next episode of Heavy Forehands with Toro. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. Start the week strong, and we'll see you in the next one. See ya.